Hello everyone, welcome back to a turn of events where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nave, the Creative Director and CEO of Nave Productions. We are a strategic event planning company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. I'm super excited to be here today. We have an amazing week. If you are looking to host a virtual event, we are doing live events again this year. We are starting to do those up, so I'm really excited about that. Please reach out, don't hesitate. We can consult you, consult with you, and help you figure out how to take a live event to a virtual platform or do a live event. So we are doing that. March 1st is our first event live in Orlando. So I'm excited about that. It's a three-day event. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. We just launched a free workshop for a wedding and event planners. So if you are looking to start a wedding or event planning business, or you are struggling in your current business, please sign up for our workshop. It's a five-day free workshop. We are going to teach you how to market and find your ideal client, leverage your um, network and expand your reach. We're going to talk about all the systems and tools that you need to put in place. You get that client, now what do you do? And then we're gonna talk about event planning in 2021. What does that look like? So event, it's called event planning, Blueprint.com, the event planning blueprint, blueprint.com. Can never say that. I need the name of something else. The event planning blueprint.com. Go to the website, sign up for the workshop February 1st. It starts for five days from starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time. There's going to be a lot of great things, a lot of great guests, and some really fun and some 30 years of my experience I'm going to share with you. Okay, so my next guest who is amazing, who is also going to be joining me in this workshop. So you really are going to get some great information from her as well. We are going to talk about how to market your event company on social to stand out. My guest is my own Holmes is a social media speaker, trainer, and strategist on branding, a B2B and B2C social selling and social media strategy. She has over eight years of client digital marketing experience and has helped uh, use social communication to drive visibility and generate leads. As a social media trainer, my own has developed and delivered workshops to businesses and entrepreneurs in areas like advanced Instagram marketing techniques, B2B, B2C social selling, and B2B, B2C social media marketing basics. Let's welcome my own. She has the amazing, you should see her bio. It goes on forever and she's just amazing. So I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. It was a lot to get through and I stumbled all over mine, but that's okay. You know, you'll get through it. So let's, first of all, I want you to tell everybody about you more. What are you doing? How did you get to where you're going? You know, what you're doing now? And uh, let's talk about that. Absolutely. So good afternoon, everyone. I am my own. I am the CEO and founder of Socially Polished which is a digital marketing agency. And we work with female entrepreneurs in order to help them create an omnipresence. And in doing so, we help them to transform and scale their business. And so I started in marketing. So I have a background in communication, green communication. Right. But then for some reason, my heart pulled me to market, probably my gift of gab, maybe. <laughs> and so I worked in education marketing. I've worked in healthcare marketing. 
I've worked actually for marketing agencies before, before I said, okay, I wanted to embark and start my own. Yeah, I, I got it. I have a degree of, I have a degree in business management and marketing. And I didn't really, I just thought, oh, that'll be a good piece to add to it. Not realizing that was going to, social media marketing wasn't even around then. So I didn't really know what that was. And when I first started on Facebook, I really did start doing marketing without really realizing it. And people said, oh, you can't market your business on social media. And I said, why not? Why can't I just talk about what I'm doing, show what I'm doing and people are going to see and then they might be interested. So it caught on later. But yeah. So why don't we talk about people just they didn't I, I guess they just it was more of a social thing as opposed to marketing. And now look at what it's become. Right. It's, you were ahead of your time. Yeah, I guess so. But so why don't we talk about what are the top social media platforms that you can market on? When we talk about the top platforms, I always say it depends on where your audience is and then it depends on your brand. So that's first. But of course, we always have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, right? As like queen and queens of marketing. Right. Then we can go into talking about, of course, TikTok, Snapchat. Now we have Clubhouse or people don't realize the sites that we use like Unsplash and Pexels. Those are actually social media platforms as well. There's Pinterest, of course, Google. Then there's YouTube. There's Amazon now is a way that you can market your business and be social. So there's so many platforms, but it really depends on where your audience is and where your brand will stand out. Yeah. And so for event planners, which I'm, I'm going to talk about a lot about this in my workshop, but Pinterest is a great place. Obviously, planners, wedding planners, event planners are always hanging out on Pinterest. I always have my brides put a Pinterest board together. So they're always out there looking. So it's a good place to get that out there if you're doing blogs to get it on. So it, it, and I'm, I market everywhere. I market LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And I don't have much interest, but I do. I am all over the place. You have to pick the ones that you're going to be in the most. So I think that's important. How do you know what platform you should be on? So again, you mentioned where your clients would be hanging out. Would you want to elaborate more on that? Right. So it goes down to when we talk about your client avatar, meaning who do you want to market to? I try not to use marketing terms all the time. But then when we talk about that, it's who is that particular client? So if we're talking about you as an event planner or a wedding planner, who is that? Okay, it would be brides, of course. What's the age demographic of your brides? Where do they live? What are they reading? Where do they hang out? And so these things will help to craft which platform you should be on, Right. Yeah. And so of course, brides are, what are we doing? We're looking for the perfect wedding or what we call our perfect wedding. And so in that case, I would be on Pinterest pinning like my life depended on it. Yeah. So you should be on Pinterest. Pinterest is a silent killer. It really is. It could really help your business to evolve, but people don't use it the right way. Yes, it's great for pinning your favorite recipes, but just think there are brides on there pinning how they want their wedding day to look, what they want their wedding day reception or their bridal shower or their engagement party. If you're posting your pictures, you can post videos on there. Now they have pin, now they have um, stories for Pinterest. If you're using these things, then brides will see you in their start. And also if you write a blog, which I mentioned earlier, if you write a blog, put it on Pinterest on your boards and leave it back to your website. So okay. Uh, I think that's really important. And they have ads now. And I, there is an app, Tailwind, which helps you mm -hmm. help create posts 
schedule them out and really, you know, engage on Pinterest. Uh, I haven't, I haven't used it as much. I, this is probably going to inspire me to do it more. I did mention this to my uh, marketing director a few days ago because I'm now doing these workshops and things like that. So we're going to be active over there more, but it is a silent, like, platform that you can really uh, grow your business on. So I totally, so let's talk about creating content. Do we create the same content for each platform? No, because you're talking to different audiences, right? So it's just like when you saw that picture, when it was saying Tinder, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and there were you in different photos, like different posts wearing different clothing. The platform is literally the same thing. And so you're a bit, Facebook is considered family friendly, educational, right? So that's the language that you want to use there. When we're talking about LinkedIn, it's taking, in the beginning, it took more of a business stance. Yeah, it's kind of cheap. It evolves. I'm really saying it's like Facebook 2.0. It really kind of is now. Yeah. And then, of course, we have LinkedIn, which is more laid back and more of a way to, you have, really have to connect with people. On um, Instagram. And then Instagram is all about, as we know, the visual. Yeah. Your copy is important, but when we're talking about Instagram, it's really your visuals that draw people in. Right. Which is great for events. Yeah. Beautiful pictures. We do have the best industry where we can post pictures. I feel bad for like insurance companies and things like that, but you got to get creative. So we're very lucky in the sense that we have, we can create, we can create some really beautiful images and stuff from our events. And the same with Pinterest, because we're going to, seems like we're going to talk about that, but you can really, you can, there's just, it's the ideas are unlimited. And the thing about Pinterest folks. So this is what I tell people all the time. Pinterest is a search engine optimized platform, just like Google. So meaning it searches and helps you find things via the keywords. Mm -hmm. So make sure that when you're pinning, you're using keywords in your industry and keywords that your audience will use. So like wedding, event planning, floral, floral arrangement, all of these are keywords. So when you're pinning photos, make sure that you're using these keywords in the pin when you're describing the board. So more people will actually see the pin, repin it, which is what you want. But also they will start to connect with you. Yeah. And bride is a good hashtag. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) They're going to look for that. Those brides, the minute they're probably looking already and they're not even engaged yet, but they they get excited. So I have this funny story just about just where to find clients. I, so I live in New York city and this is when we could, there were people out and about, it's not so much right now. So I, they, I was in the Penn station. I can't remember the name of anything anymore. I haven't been there in so long. So I'm in Penn station, which is the train station that you can take. And there was this girl and she was reaching, she was at the book area, like a book counter, a book uh, station or whatever. And she was reaching and reaching for books. And she was pulling all these bride books. And I saw her do this. I thought, oh, she must've just got engaged. So I went over and I had my card out already. So think mm-hmm. this is a good th- way to think about it. I had my card out and I was like, oh, did you just get engaged? And I was all like friendly, cheery. And she's like, yeah, I got engaged last night. And I was like, oh, that's so exciting. Where do you live? What are you going to do? But I just started some chatting and she, and I said, did she have an arm full of bride magazines? And, and so we just started talking and I said, well, here, I, I am in a wedding planner. And so if you need any help, please let me know. And she said, oh my gosh, I would love it. And I gave her my card and they hired me. So this oh, was, yeah. yeah, this was years ago, but you can definitely just pay attention to what's going on out there yeah. and, and who and what they're doing. People, if I hear someone say, oh, I just got engaged, 
I give them my card. I've been on the train and, done, and I've done that. So it works. Sometimes it works. So that was just a funny story that I could, if you could see the visual of her reaching and trying to pull down these magazines, it was quite funny. Okay. How do you know what content to share? Cause that I take it for granted because I have been doing it for so long, but I'm sure that it can be very overwhelming. And even for me, and I've been doing it for years and I have a team of people that help me, but mm-hmm. so what do you, how do you know what to share? So first, of course, in your industry, looking at the trends and being first up on the trend, right? Don't tell me what's happening in for spring in the fall, what's to come for spring. So what are the colors? What are the popular colors for the spring? Yeah. Prove yourself as the expert. And so that's what we want to see. That's what your audience wants from you. What's showing you as the expert? Highlight those before and after. Why did you choose to drape it? I know there's like a million ways that you can drape. I was never so shocked until I took a draping class. I was just intrigued. So I took a draping class and I'm like, how many ways can you drape? But tell the people, why did you choose this particular way to drape? Was there something that was obscure that you needed to cover? And so that's why you went with XYZ. Showcase your talent and then that will set you apart from other people. As opposed to you just saying, oh, my nice drape work. Okay, that's cool. But when you tell me, oh, this was obstructed by such and such. So then if I am your target audience and I'm having an event and I know there's an obstruction somewhere that I don't want seen, I'm like, okay, she knows how or he knows how to cover it. So I'm going to hire them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely talking about ways why this would work and why wouldn't this work. Mm -hmm. It's a really good tip. You mentioned Pantone comes out with colors every year. And so my industry follows that. So this year it's gray and yellow, like a really bright, like a really great yellow. And I love that combination. So that's what the colors are. And I posted that. So I, so what we do just to give a little tip out there is I have a marketing person that does this, but you can do this and you can start slow is just get newsletters, of all the industry magazines and newsletters and things like that. And they post like BizBash has, they give a newsletter every week and day. It seems like all the time. And then they, so there's a lot of information in there about what's going on in the trends. So that's a really good tip. And, and then you can get inspiration from that, or you can post someone else's article and Mm -hmm. then it's just giving information. So I do that a lot and I do like my own content, but I do post other people's articles that brings it back to their giving them credit. Sometimes I put it on, if I like the article and it's good information and I want my following to see it, I'll put it as a blog, but I'll give them credit on my website. I think that's really good. And trends is big. I'm always looking at event. MD is a really, really great um, company to follow. They talk all about the trends and virtual was very big, you know, last year. And I think this year, but that's a really great point. So how do I turn followers into clients? The big question. Relationship building. So you really, I uh, forecasted what would um, take a front seat for 2021 in regards to marketing. And one of the biggest pieces was relationship marketing, building a connection with your followers. I get it. You have to keep, some people have social sellers. That's great. But make sure that your social seller is not just selling. Make what? Sure- not to interrupt, but what is a social seller? So tell you and I know because yeah. we're both in the same coaching program together. Right. But what is a social seller? So people have an idea in case they think, oh, that might be something I can put into my business. 
Oh, okay, great. So a social seller literally is just what we're saying. Someone who's selling for you on social. And so they're making the connections and they're following a script for you to help bring the person to closer to the yes. Yeah, a lot of DMing, working, contacting. And DM work is very big. I think if you yes. get to the DM, mm-hmm. and if that's how you really build, especially on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, same thing is get into the DM. All, I, all social platforms. Right. They come over to the DM and from there, either to book the call or to the link. Yeah, get them on a call. Exactly. And what you need to be making sure that your social seller or yourself, what you're doing is building a connection with that person. So really finding out their pain points or their objection. And what do you offer to tackle or combat that pain point that they have? And then talking more about that, right? To then say, oh, here's what I suggest. And I always say, is there something, do you have a PDF, an infographic, a live you did, a podcast episode that you did previously that you can share with them to let them know, hey, I want to give you value. Before I even sell you, here's the value I can give you. And then from there say, okay, now I've given you value. You're making a connection. Hey, do you want to talk some more about like how I can really help you? Because there's only so much help you can get for free. Yeah. Is gonna put it out there. Like yeah. you search all the YouTube episodes, you can Google all the blog posts, but at some point when you really want to make a leap and really start to see drastic changes in your business, you, you have to invest. Yeah, and it takes time. It's just, you have to make it feel like you're, right now we can't really network in person. So I did a ton of networking. I've been had my business for 11 years now. I've been in the industry for over 30. But and networking was a big part of when I started my business. I just went to every event that I could go to and I just handed out cards. Not everybody, but talked about and just gave out my cards. You can't do that right now, but you can get on virtual networking groups. So yeah. you, that's the same thing. You have to just build relationships with people as much as you probably hate a Zoom right now, which all of us are burnt out on it. However, it's the way of the world right now. So we have to go with that. Before, so before it was actually a big deal, social selling. Yeah. <laughs> I built my business social selling. <laughs> yeah. And I built my business in Facebook groups. I wasn't the go out because I'm a mom of four. So I couldn't really go to all the events and do all of that. But here were all of these amazing Facebook groups. Here were all of these people on social. So I started to like hear relationships with people in these Facebook groups. That's good. I, I, I'm just getting into the Facebook group thing. I have my own Facebook group, which is Event Planner Society. So if anybody's interested and wants to come over and join us, which is great. And we're having it's a lot of great content and a lot of great fun people in there. But I was kicking and screaming because <laughs> I'm alive. You know, I do live events. I'm a person. So. It's hard for me to, as much as I am on social media, I, it's a love-hate because it's a lot. It takes a lot of time. Once you get the routine down, it's not so bad. It's just getting used to it. But yeah, it's hard to do that. So I admire that you did that and you were ahead of your time as well. And the Facebook groups are used so differently now. I never really thought that you could have a group and use it as part of your business. I think it's such a brilliant thing to do and it really you know, keeps everybody engaged and I think it's really awesome. So how do we move the conversation from social media offline? And you met, you touched a little bit, but I, I really do want to go in on that because 
some people just don't know how do you take them offline? So the problem is that people don't have a follow up process, right? You connect with the person and you do that initial connection, whether it's thanks for connecting or thanks for following. And then you just drop. But what you need to do, like I said, connect, give value. And then once they receive the value, then offer the next piece is to offer the online connection. I mean, excuse me, offline connection. Hey, would you like to hop on a 15 minute quick chat so we can get to know each other a bit more or Hey, I have this event coming up. I'd love for you to come. It's a free five-day workshop. Would you mind if I give you the link? I always ask, right? right. I want to feel intrusive. Yeah. Um, and then I drop the link. Or you say, hey, I'm giving 30-minute strategy sessions. I have two more left for this week. Would you like to book one so we can chat a bit more about like what you're trying to do and your goals for 2021? Right. So I've done that with virtual events. So when, virtu- when we everything shut down, <laughs> no events, And I just started, we've done a lot of virtual throughout the years. So I knew the platform, but I really had to shift my marketing. I had to tell people what I was doing because I just assumed that they knew that I was doing virtual events, but they didn't. And so I had to tell that. And that's another thing you want to think about is shift your content and what you're marketing to what's happening at the time. So I just started saying virtual and we'll give you a free consultation. I'll talk to you and advise you on how to take a live event to a virtual platform. It's a completely different animal. Yeah. That looks like pricing, platforms, all of that good stuff. Um, And so every single time I got somebody on the phone to do a consult, they were like, oh my gosh, I got to hire you because I can't do all this. I didn't realize how intense it was and what we really needed to do. And I got hired every time. So it's, you just never know if you can get people on the phone. I just think talking to them is much easier than writing anyway. I agree. And address their concerns and, and challenges and all of that. Okay. So good, good. So if you guys have any questions, put it in the chat because we're here and we're going to help. We want to help you. So please ask us anything you want. Okay, so what is your 2021 outlook for social? So a few things. My 2021 outlook is, like I said before, number one, relationship marketing will be taking the front seat for social, building connections, especially because we're basically in the pandemic 2.0. Yeah. We won't be free, I say, until the summer. Yeah, if that, if we're lucky. So that's number one. Number two, audio. Audio is moving up. Yeah. So whether it be you getting a podcast or getting on Clubhouse or doing Alexa flash briefings, which are silent, which is a social media platform that many people don't use because they think podcast and then that's it. But there's Alexa flash briefing as well. So those will be taking, you know, a front seat right now in regards to marketing. And then I say it's the year of the reveal, meaning there's so many people who say they're the experts, but people are tired of those who don't. Re- it's okay to not be. It's okay to be a novice. It's okay to be a novice. Everyone has a season in which they're learning and you have to learn. And so it's the year of the reveal, meaning that the real experts will come true and come to light and take steps forward, while those who are not will be revealed because we're in a time of I really need the actual experts like really get this done like yourself and myself and so people will really be highlighting the experts on social on podcasts on blogs on magazines 
And the ones who are just those vanity metrics will start to disappear and mean less and actual experts will take a seat. Yeah. It, we're taught that in this coaching program, we're, we're, we're taught that you should be on at least one podcast a week. So I'm starting to ramp that up myself, but it's hard to, to get it all in. I've gotten speaking engagements. I just got this one. I'm speaking next week for a, an event company out of Poland. So I guess I'm an international speaker now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really awesome event. Like they posted on this group that I'm in with planners and or event professionals. And they posted asking if they were looking for speakers. And so I talk a lot about virtual, how to take a, a live to virtual. So I thought, well, let me just put it out there that I'll talk to them. They ended up using me. So they brought me in. They they have 30 speakers. They ended up using me for the promo. If I would do the promo for it and me and another person. So we did that. And I'm going live. They don't, they want to do everything live next week. So I'm speaking at two o'clock and it's called change. Oh, I forget the name of it. But if you follow me on social media, I've been posting about it. So it's all over there. But so I'm really excited about it. So you just, I just answered, yeah, I'll speak. And then I got to speaking. So you don't know what's going to come from that. That's the thing is you got to get out there and be visible, which is really important. I think that's great. So yeah, I'm just for 2021 outlook for social. I, I think I'm just doing the same things you're doing. I'm doing more getting in the DM and talking to people is what I'm doing more of. I, I post a lot, but I don't engage as much as I should because it's hard. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. And I look at realize how when yeah. you're actually DMing and doing it right, it can be, and you can get engulfed, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to respond to five people. And yeah. then you see all these messages and you're getting excited and you're talking back and forth. And back and forth. Two hours later and you're still there. It goes so fast, doesn't it? I know. It's really crazy. But I'm so, I admire people like on Instagram who are building these multi-million dollar businesses. I'm like, wow. I just, you really, I think if you focus in on one platform and really build that's probably helpful, but I dabble in a lot. That's what it is. So what is your take on the new platform Clubhouse? I really do want to talk about this because you are the one who introduced me to that. I, like a few months ago and I really sort of didn't pay any attention. I was like, Oh, another thing. I can't get in another platform and, and talk about how event planners can use it. So I really love clubhouse. It's the new rave. It's like everyone has FOMO about it right now. Yeah. And they're supposed to be rolling. So it's only for iPhone users, but they're slowly rolling it out for Android. So if you have an Android phone, look out for it. But I've known quite a few people who've actually wouldn't purchase the iPhone so they can get on the platform. But it's an audio. It's really like talk radio. And you create these rooms and they're based on whatever topic you choose. And you can ping people. But it's like all of these people, you can reach people from around the world. People you never thought you would be able to reach are on Clubhouse and you can host rooms with. So you, like you would have the chance to host a room with, I don't know who's in the event planning niche when you're like, oh my gosh, when you think of that person, it's like the person. Okay, for example, like I love Tim Gunn. So literally if Tim Gunn's on Clubhouse, I could follow him and I could step into a room and hear directly from him. Not something that was for TV or radio, it's live hearing from him and I can have the chance to literally ask him questions and have the conversation. And so what happens is they bring you up to the stage, right? And sometimes if they make you a moderator, that's even better. Mm -hmm. So there's three different levels you get in. And then they, if you're, if they follow you, you're in the middle section. And then if you are, 
bring if they bring you to the stage, so to speak, which is at the top. Mm -hmm. um, I have been in a couple, and it was like billionaires, yes. multi multi millionaires listening to pitch for people to pitch their businesses, yes. and literally invest right there on the spot. So yes. the idea is to get them to go to their DM on Instagram. So this is how they take it off of Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Have you go over in your in their bios? You can go right into because they because Clubhouse asks for your Instagram. I think it is. You can you should always have an Instagram, but you right. go into the that's what they're using. So you go to their Instagram, you DM them and say you just said you want to invest a million dollars in my business, and then their assistants usually connect with you and you feel. So it's been amazing. I've been on them too, and there's a lot of great event rooms as well. Right. Um, but I've been dabbling in the bigger ones at this moment. But mm -hmm. one of the things that happened for me was we, when we get pe get people to come into our free workshop, we have some questions that they have to ask to get into the Facebook group for the free workshop. And one of them is, how did you get, how did you get here? What was the platform that you came in on? Mm -hmm. And I had a couple people say clubhouse. Oh, wow. There must've been, and I wasn't on it, but there must've been an event like a uh, room and someone mm -hmm. referred people and said, Oh, go check out Annette's free workshop. And so I have a couple people from clubhouse that are coming in and who knows they could work with me later on. So I think that's amazing. And the other piece is, so I have a whole strategy behind clubhouse, but yeah. every time I'm on clubhouse, my numbers increase by 50 plus people on Instagram. And so how is that? Because when you're on, you mean when you have your own uh, room? Well, no, it's, it can be my room or it can be a room that I'm attending, but I make sure that I get on the stage. You get on the stage. I always follow the people who are on the stage, whether you're there to ask a question. I try to more give value. So that's another piece. And what I've also done is I've teamed up with four other amazing marketers. And so whenever one of us hosts the room, we ping the other when so if i'm in one of their rooms and i go in there they'll make me moderator off the bat yeah yeah if i only say one sentence they make me moderator and vice versa yeah i need to start doing that i need to start getting i listen i sit in and listen because it's usually like when i'm in bed and i'm done yeah. for the day and i've worked 15 hours <laughs> and i just want to sit back and listen and see what's going on and observe i think I, you have to apply to have your own room right don't you have to apply no. You can host your own room if you want your own club. club. Okay. Yeah, I did apply for that, but I'm going to just start a room. I think I'm going to partner up with a couple of uh, people and start something. Oh, that's kind of good. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to, because it's great. And I, I couldn't believe that I actually got a couple people from someone who said, check out her free workshop and they're coming in from Clubhouse. So I think it's great. And I like that we can't chat. I like that it's quiet. You only allow people to talk because everybody can, every platform can chat. So I like the who you're chatting with. Yeah. I know that it's Annette that I'm speaking with. When Annette comes up, it's your image. It's you. It's, you know, it's you. That's why I said it's really great. And sometimes some of the rooms, it's like you're eavesdropping on these amazing conversations. And you listen to them teach how to pitch. They'll say, this is how you guys need to do this. Really listen. I don't think I have anything to pitch at this point, but you never know. Yeah. But I just love to listen how all these millionaires, like how they got from like making all the, I'm all about business and stuff like that too, because I run a business. So I want to learn how they to be better in my business. But and you get in front of, like you said, you get in front of people that you never, the shark tanks, there was a whole, yeah. a whole room with all the shark tanks were in there. 
John Desmond and all of those. I was in a room where it was a woman founder's room. And there were all these women who are like CEO of such and like these huge companies. And the point of the room, the topic was, how can I help you? And so you would say, you would come up on the stage, raise your hand to come up on the stage and you would say what it was you needed help with in your business. And then the moderators between, I think it was like six of them, they either could help you themselves or they were connecting you with someone to help you to build your business. That's that one of my favorite. And they're not like, it's not like Oprah and Gail, like people, but they're like women who hold really high regard positions in their company. Yeah. Can really give you great connections. And I was just, I was in awe. I was like, and they were just wholeheartedly and openly like help. Oh, I'm going to connect you to such a DM me now. DM me right now. To remind me that it was from Clubhouse. I'm going to connect you with such and such and such. So what you need to do is connect with people. In mm-hmm. order for these rooms to come up in your feed. Absolutely. So you can't just scroll and look for these rooms without being connected to people. So as you start to build your following or you're following people, then you'll be able to get those rooms. And you know what? I think Oprah probably will jump on it. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That would be awesome. Okay, great. We talked about Clubhouse. How do I know if my marketing is working? That's really a great question. So it starts with your goal. Right. So what's your goal? Then how are you going to attain that goal? And then at the end, now we're looking at our numbers and deciding, did we meet those goals? If not, how close did we come and what can we do better for next time? And so if your goal is to have 100 people for your webinar, I'm just using this as an example. Your goal is to have 100 people for your webinar and you only get 25. You've failed. You've failed. And so now you need to look at the numbers and see where did you lose in your promotions? Was it in the sales page copy for the webinar? Was it in the email sequence follow-up to make sure that people signed up? Where did you fail? And then that's how, if your marketing is working or not. If you keep coming in way below the mark of the goal, there's an issue. Yeah. There's a big issue. Yeah, you have to... Always analyze what you're doing and follow the numbers and have goals with numbers of things you want to reach and and then watch this. It's just like with Facebook ads. So we're running a Facebook ad this week and then we're going to re revisit and see what it's doing and then we're going to teach it. Of course, I'm not the expert in that area. I have other people to do that. I can't be an expert in everything. But and then we're going to we can change up the picture even and just make it a whole. It can be the same copy and just change the picture and it makes all the difference. You just never well, know. And. We look at daily, what's happening daily. A lot of times we say, oh, end of the week or end of the month or yeah. the quarter. No, what's happening daily? So we break it down and my team and I review numbers on a daily basis. Like how many people did we have on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn? If there's a drastic jump, okay, what did we do yesterday that made it so drastic? What type of post was it? Okay. We need to do more of this because it's obvious that, that this is what our audience likes. Did we do the live when we did it or the training? Okay, we need to do more trainings on this. If it was a guest expert, okay, we need to ask that expert to come back a few more times. And so looking daily to see what's really working and what's plummeting and you need to just scratch. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And how do you, so where do you look at? How do you figure out? Is there a, a I or how would you look at the numbers? Like where do you go to look at the numbers? So 
I look at my email list. I look at the open rates. I look at the click-through rate when I have a, something for them to click on in my email list. I look at how many people are opting in when I have an, a, freebie, a free offer. Then I'm looking at my website, how many people are visiting my website. I have something on my website, a heat map. So I look at where are they going on my website, which pages are they clicking on the most on my website, and when are they clicking on that the most. Yeah. Then when I have, we have the workshop. So when I have the workshop, I'm looking at, okay, how many people am I getting opting in a day? How many people are we offering, are we reaching out to a day in order for them to opt in? Yeah. And then when I have the actual like when I have an actual offer, if I have a webinar with an offer on the back end of my webinar, okay, how many people showed up? So how many people signed up? How many people actually showed up? How many people actually purchased? So then now I start to know what my percentages are for conversions. There's always the, the minimal or like the medium of what most people have for an opt-in or for conversion. But it's so much better when you can have your own numbers to look at to say, OK, I convert at 8 percent. And so I know I need X amount because I converted 8 percent. And so this is what I'm going to do. How many people did I get last time? This is what I did last time. And I got 100 people. So now I want 200. I need to double what I was doing. I need to double the numbers so that I can get 200 people with that 8 percent conversion to get those numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot and you have to pay attention to even the numbers in your business. The, mm-hmm. one, the financial side is super oh, Yeah, that's a big piece of pay. I, once I started paying attention to the numbers in my business, it, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. It was really, it became fun. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, so I want to beat that goal. And I want to be, it became fun. At first it was like, I don't want to look, I don't want to look. Yeah. But, um, okay, good. So we're coming down to the end, you guys. This has been so much fun, but and I could talk all day about this. Okay, how do you hire a digital marketing company to do your marketing and what should we look for? All right. So first, what you need to be looking for is experience. What experience do they have? So they need to have case studies and a portfolio off of the bat. And they should be able to have, if asked, references that you can reach out to if necessary to say, hey, when you, how was it working with that person? Right. When you want a real, everyone has to get their money and I'm not mad at it. Everyone is not an expert at digital marketing. And so I tell people all the time, like, I'm not a tactician. I don't, I'm not the person you need. I had a client before and they wanted to come to me and they wanted to tell me what to do for their marketing. And I was like, and I knew some of the things that they were telling me were not going to work. Yeah. Right? And I said to her, oh, you don't need me. What you need is a, a virtual assistant who you, whom you can give these tasks to right. who can use, like social for you. You don't need a digital marketing agency. I said, because I'm a strategist. Right. And I, my team and I, we do research. We look at trends. We pull analytics to create a strategy for you. So if that's not what you want, and that's okay, you're not ready for it. If yeah. it's not what you want, then I'm, our company is not what you need. Here's what you need. And I'm happy to refer to people who I know can do the job well. Right. And so you really need to think about, are you ready for to hire a digital marketing agency? Which are you the one who, I know what to do. I just need someone to do it now. That's a virtual assistant. Or are you the one who, okay, what I'm doing is working, but I know that I can be doing better. Right. That's the digital market. 
Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, it can be costly. It can for sure be costly. But when I first started, I did everything myself. So you got to do everything yourself when you first start. Everybody does. And I was doing everything. And then eventually I hired someone. And I my marketing director's been on with me for, oh my gosh, I think nine years now. So amazing. He's awesome. And he doesn't do everything. So I, because he also has an event business, so he does that as well, but he has this marketing side and he just, he used to help me with events and stuff like that. But now he does more of the marketing side and he's amazing. So we, but we also have a rhythm now because we've been working together for so long. He helps me with certain things. So you can hire people that can help you with some things and get you started. Now he's of course evolved over time and done a lot. He does a lot more now, but you can start with somebody to help you. I mean, it can definitely help. I have a team of virtual assistants who are amazing and help me in all different kinds of areas. So, but you, in order to grow, you need to get help. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can't continue to do it all by yourself and grow. So you've got to spend money. That's the thing about being an entrepreneur and owning your own business. You have to spend money to make money. Yeah, that's not just entrepreneurs. That's just Target spends money. Yeah. Target can make money. Exactly. Target invests. Nike invests in the company. So those influencers, Target's hiring, those athletes that you love, those Nike's paying them. That's their investment so that they can get the sales back from hiring those influencers. Right. So it really comes down to what can you invest in your business? If you can't, like there were coaches that I wanted to work with. And at first, when I really wanted to work with them starting out, that was not in my wheelhouse to do. So it's okay. Here's another, here's something else I can do. Let me take this course over here to help me. And I got to the point where I grew more and it's okay. Now we can afford this coach, these coaches that we want. And so look at what can your business afford to take on. Right. Ask people because the best way to know that this company will work well for you is via referrals, right? Ask people if they know a company. If they don't, do your due diligence in researching, getting their case studies and getting their portfolio. And the last piece is their digital marketing agencies usually um, have a certain niche that they work with. Make sure that whomever you're hiring has experience in your niche. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I've always, I've had a coach, even I coach event planners, wedding planners. I coach myself and been done, do it for years, but I always have a coach and I have sometimes a couple different kinds of coaches. <laughs> some that's in the business side and some that's in the in industry side, event wedding industry side. So I think it's super important. It's the only way I can grow. And I always get people that are way more advanced than me, have been in the business a lot longer. Now I'm at that point where it's hard to find those people that have been in longer. But but then I also look at people that we may be in the same business at the same amount of time, but they're, they have a strategy that I didn't think of that I couldn't implement in my business that I think would be really great for me. Because, you know, you can't know everything. You can't be an expert in everything. So, you know, just taking a different kind of strategy in your business and learning that strategy and shifting things around could definitely change your business. I think that's a really good thing to think about. But so I love talking to you. I think you're amazing and you're so smart. You have so many great ideas and I know you're doing so many amazing things in your business. So please tell me what you're doing. How can people find you? I know you have a workshop yourself that I think you're launching on Monday, right? What's today? Today's Thursday, right? I am lost in every day. So talk about about your workshop and let's let everybody know how to find you. 
Absolutely. So the workshop kicks off Monday, January 25th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called Stand Out on Social. If you follow me, my name, my own home's right here at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, find me or you can go to on any social media platform at Socially Polished and you will. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. And you are going to be joining me on my workshop, which is February 1st again. We're going to be launching it. I know. So you are going to be on February 7th, I think I said. Yes, Sunday, February 7th. We're going to do like another one-on-one. We're going to be in my group and really doing some fun stuff in there. And I'm so grateful for you. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I love chatting with you. All right. You too, hon. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Don't Bye. forget into the free workshop follow me on social media annette nate you can find me all over the place and you can also see how to get into the free workshop which is theeventplanningblueprint.com can't wait to see you there bye everyone bye bye bye